Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What are umbrella species? Thanks for asking. Within an ecosystem, there are many different species, and it can be difficult for conservationists to come up with specific strategies to protect every single one of them. That's why some have started focusing on umbrella species, because of the benefits that protecting them has for other co-occurring species. It's as if they're putting an umbrella over the entire surrounding ecosystem. They help conservationists select locations for reserves, establish the minimum size, and generally better understand ecosystems, i.e. their composition, structure and processes. They may also be good options for rewilding projects, which see species reintroduced into ecosystems that have disappeared due to human activity. What are some examples of umbrella species? There are a number of very well-known and iconic ones, like the giant panda, lynx, hedgehog and grizzly bear. But there are also lesser-known species too, like the Canada goose, for example. One thing umbrella species have in common is that they need large spaces to survive. To protect them, we need to preserve these large habitats and their ecosystems. This has benefits for other species whose home ranges overlap. They often have a number of common needs, like ideal temperature or a certain type of terrain. Funny, a lot of those are also the most popular species among humans, aren't they? You're right, these animals can also be what's known as flagship species, which makes them an ideal choice as umbrellas. They're typically large and visible, with a recognisable appearance and or charismatic behaviour. That helps raise awareness, and people tend to be more easily convinced about the value of protecting them. Think back to the terrible fires that burned through Australian forests from October 2019 to February 2020. Afterwards, charities and the government focused their communications around the koala to illustrate the devastation. It was an effective way of communicating about what had happened and raising funds, while many species of spiders, insects and birds had also suffered the full force of the fires. What about umbrella species in Europe? We talked about some of rewilding Europe's projects in a recent episode, including the charity's work in the Carpathians. Well, that saw the charity partner with WWF Romania to reintroduce European bison into the Taku Mountains. They had disappeared over 200 years ago. And it's not just in Romania. The European bison was also reintroduced closer to home in Kent in spring 2022. We should expect to see umbrella species selected for rewilding in the years and decades to come, totally transforming Europe's wildlife. There you have it. 
Now you know what umbrella species are. In under three minutes, we answer your questions. What would you like to know about? Use the comments section to send us your questions.